Video Game Design Podcast from Polygon.com. I'm Griffin McRoy. I'm Nick Robinson. Nick Robinson. How the fuck are you, man? Oh, man. Let me tell you. Ah, oh, dude. Tell I'm... me everything. Okay. Well, where to, where to start? It's been a very eventful week for me. Um, I sold my house. Oh, dang. Yeah. Did you go through a realtor or just, was it a back Mm-mm. alley transaction? Mm-mm. Craigslist. Craigslist, okay. So yeah. you, they're, they're doing that there now. God, what what doesn't Craigslist do? Houses, hand jobs? Yeah, they're ha- not. Ha- hammocks? And that's just the H all, section. That's just the H section. They, yeah. They've got actually 25 other sections yeah. uh, that you can peruse. Uh, no, I, I decided I didn't want to have it anymore. Because I'm kind of trying to, for 2K17, I know I'm like, Minimalism. Oh, like, shedding my material, my worldly possessions. It's like the small house movement, but it's like the no house. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've seen tiny houses on HGTV. This, this is, house is none cons- houses. It's a conceptual house. Well, that's mm-hmm. fine. Which is kind of cool because in, in one sense, my house has never been smaller. But in another sense, my house has never been bigger because it's the whole world. Yeah. That's wow. how I look at it. What a global man you are. Basically, what happened is, I don't know if you know, but San Francisco rent is on average $500,000 a month. And so I kind of was like, maybe no house would be good for a while and see how that treats me. Yeah, for sure. Because then I can still buy food. I have been planning a rival South by Southwest conference in Austin that is going to be held the exact same time as South by Southwest meant to, it's all about disruption, right? South by Southwest, six visit, as we call it here in Austin. We call it six visit. You just and, say it like a word. Yes. Yeah, SXSW. And what we are going to do is all about disruption. So I'm going to disrupt the fuck out of that conference. And I mainly am doing this because I submitted a panel that I was going to do with uh, 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 Waypoints and former Cool Games Inc. Uh, all-time guest star Austin Walker. Mm-hmm. Got that one shut down. And so I'm a little bit salty. And so I'm just going to sort of t- take the legs out from under him. How So how do residents of Austin, Texas feel about South by Southwest in oh, general? We fucking, we fucking hate it, dude. And I'll tell you why. It's because... Well, the music's still okay, but they used to. I, the, I came to South by Southwest when I first, and God, this is the most Austin shit ever. But I came the first time I came here was when I decided to move here because it was like the best time ever. Because every place was like, I hung out with fucking Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows as he put on like his labels, like acts. They put on like dope shows, and he gave us free beer and fried chicken. Thank you, Adam Duritz. Now you gotta wait in line for like ten hours to get in some shitty showcase, and they don't even just have free beer, fried Duritz. chicken. Yeah, yeah, just to even smell Adam Duritz from across the room. And don't even get me started about the tech shit, which I'm again I got turned down from. But I, I don't want to hear about how to leverage my social media yeah, anymore. Like they didn't have room for you in Austin's uh, like role playing panel because they needed another one about like how to turn your iPhone into a drone with like a plastic thing you clip onto it. That's uh, that's and that's optimal. The more realistic is like how to gamify your fucking salad bar fuck off well hold on a second maybe we should hop right into the podcast because i see a really good entry point all right here's a submission by south by southwest the cherry tomatoes are each worth 50 points i think so yeah it's but it's like a counting down thing like golf gotta get a good lettuce base going or else the whole thing topples over and you lose all the points now is there is there a kale option is there an arugula option because i I think that's advanced levels i think you have to pay to play I've been arugula. saying for years, I think arugula is the dark souls of salad base leaves because it's it, the bitterness factor is out of control. Here's my thing. South, it's just called South 
We don't need okay. the other stuff. Okay, because my gut, when you said it was a competing one, I thought it was going to be the obvious, North by Northwest or something, but this North is... by Northeast. No, because I don't live there. I live in Texas. It's just called South. And if you come to me and you're like, I got a panel for you, and I'm like, tell me all about it. They're like, well, I want to leverage my social brain. I'll be like, fucking no, get out of here. Another requirement. Adam Dirt's is going to be present at all events. He's going to be slinging fried chicken. He's going to be slinging beer. Um, so he's sort I, of a MC the whole affair. I think affair. he had meatballs there too, and they were very good. So he's the he's kind of a master of ceremonies and a kind of a host of the. I whole. I think he might be the president of South. Yeah, I like that. So and is it going to be all panels about role playing podcasts, or how does that work? No, it can be other stuff. I mean, we will finally have a chance to express our sort of erudite thoughts mm-hmm. about the tabletop sort of space, but. Um, it doesn't have to be about that. Do you want to? Sorry, Nick. I should have asked this. This is embarrassing. I should ask you like right away. Do you want to do something at South? Yeah, yeah. I'm. It's, I was a little offended that you and also didn't ask me about my fantasy role playing podcast. It doesn't um, have to be about that. But go ahead and let it let it rip. Yeah, it's well. So I'm do. I kind of do my own sort of fantasy podcast on the side. Oh, what's um, it called? But, well, it's just me. Oh, and we'll, all right. We'll get to the name in a bit. Uh, it's kind of a mix of a podcast and a one man show where I do every character. Oh, cool. Um, and it's have you seen Property Brothers? Mm. Yeah, it's that. I know the I know one of the Property Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I did <laughs> a show. I did a show with them in New York last year. What? Yes, yeah, that's the truth. Do you know which one it was? Because I've watched like ten episodes of that show and I don't really know which one is which. Yeah, sure. Is it the sports <laughs> jacket? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. No. Bye. Yeah. I know. I know exactly which one it was. Good. I can tell. Um, but basically, it's like it's very heavily based on that. And a lot of times it's it's kind of I've found kind of a back a backdoor way to rip the closed captions out of episodes of Property Brothers and just kind of read them uh, kind of word for word yeah. into a microphone and release. John, that. it was Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, oh, he's the he's the one with the stubble and the, the perfect teeth. And... He's the one that like does the stuff on to the houses, I think. Ah, the house one. It's my favorite ah, one. Damn it. Um, you know, they added a third property brother, by no, the way. There's a bonus. There's a bonus brother. Well, there's always been a bonus brother. They didn't just fucking like ginger man bread nah, style cook up a brother. I kind of think they did. No. <laughs> I kind of think that like in the three or four years that show's been on the air, they were like, we need a contingency plan. <laughs> like spin up the property brother laboratory. Let's get to work. We need to make a third. And he's it not perfect. It might have been true. <laughs> Nick, what was, what's the name of your fantasy cast? <laughs> it's called Property Brothers, dude. <laughs> It's just called Property Brothers. Fuck yeah, bro. Um, do you want to talk about some video game ideas that other people came up with and we can make jokes about? JD Scott was the other one, which I, I'm, I'm assuming stands for Jonathan Drew. <laughs> it has to. They're good dudes. Um, okay, anyway, yes, let's rap about video games. I've been playing a video game. Can I talk about it real quick? Yeah. It's Res- Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. I've been playing it. Mm-hmm. And like the whole time I was playing like the first hour or so, I was in fucking disbelief. Because it was like, how do you go from a game where you like have to punch a fucking boulder into a... Uh, a cyber wesker mm-hmm. and a like two hour long ridiculous boss battle in a volcano that Didn't, fucking like, sucks a zombie become the president at the in resident evil like 6 that. or something how, how does it how does it go from that to like an actual good fucking horror game it's incredible a great horror like scary fucking terrifying first person shooter i was like i can't believe why did they call this resident evil i don't get and then i got to the door that you had to open by finding three dog statues yeah. and i was like oh yeah 
There he is. I remember um, playing, I played the first four hours of that game at an event a couple months ago, and like, one of the embargo things was like specifically like not talking about the dog head statue thing. Like, I think we could talk about what animal, that there were doors with animals on them, but not which animals were on them or something very specific. Yeah. Um, that game rules though, huh? Yeah, it's fucking great. I really um, like it. Um, it feels, it feels like not to get too real video game podcasty, but like, I feel like the answer to the question you're asking is like, Six was so universally reviled and misguided, and it really feels like they were like, oh, fuck. Like, we, we fucked up real bad, and people did not like that. Yeah. Um, man, it's a good game, though. All right. So let's talk, uh, let's talk about some game suggestions. Let's talk turkey. Um, how about this? This was the top rated one. I like starting out with the top rated one on the Reddit page. Uh, it's from Yado Yado, who had a bunch of good ones. Uh, Yado Yado said, uh, something that seems to be one of those bootleg NES cartridges with a hundred plus random games, but playing through each of them reveals bits and pieces of a wider backstory. God, that's good. Um, so what are, what are some examples in like those like 101 bootleg game cartridges? There's always like some sort of little crappy fake racing game. Right. But, but I mean, there's also like, I remember there was a, a couple of years there where around the holidays there was a, um, little booth at my mall in Huntington. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know what you're like talking about. Kind of like a sunglass hut, and they would just sell these like fucking defo illegal like plug and play machines with like a bunch of video games on them. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly it, what you're talking about. Yeah. And this was buck wild. Like, I do not understand how the FBI didn't just like kick in the fucking door of the booth, which didn't exist, and be like, "Hey, guys, you're stealing." You're stealing with all this. Come play all the Zeldas. What the fuck? It's wild that, like, the only solution apparently was for, like, Nintendo and Sega to make their own legit ones of those. Yeah. Um, Well, for Nintendo to make five of their own. Can I say something? For a while there, I was really bummed out I couldn't get an NES Classic. Now that it's been a couple months, I don't really really get what the fuck I was so psyched about. It's like a bunch of old Nintendo games. And the cord is two inches long, and it's like, why did I, why did I need that in my life as bad as I did? It's a little hindsight, a little hindsight thing. twenty twenty. Here's my idea. I love this idea of like pieces of a mystery you have to put together. What if instead mm-hmm. of the NES Classic, Nintendo had done this, but had done something like cool with it and and hid a mystery in each one? Oh fuck, dude. Maybe it could be like. A creepypasta compilation. That's, I mean, when you this whole premise of like a haunted one hundred and one yeah. game cartridge already feels like or, some or maybe, fucking maybe ben it doesn't Brown even. Shit. Ha- yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't even have to be the one hundred and one compilations. It can just be Majora's Mask colon Ben Drowned. Right. It was, You're it saying was, yeah. Nintendo produces and makes that. Yes. There is somebody actually did make a like a playable ROM of Majora's Mask that has all the haunted shit. Holy in it, which I think fucking is shit! Fucking incredible that that exists. Um. um but it could I just, also be Pokemon, what was it, Black? Before yeah, actually before was. Pokemon Black was a real thing, yeah. Yeah, there was the one where you had a ghost that, like, killed people, and then mm-hmm. it killed you in real life. Like, that would be sick as fuck. That would be so ballin'. So, I'm I, my favorite thing you've said so far, though, is the idea that, like, Nintendo puts out the NES Classic. Maybe, like, one in every 10,000 NES Classics produced. Like, oh, the text in the games are changed. And so, like, what? I mean, what's in there? There's, like, what is it, Final Fantasy, fucking Contra, um... Kirby, how would, probably. How, how would we alter the NES Classic lineup? So it would be like you, you're playing Kirby, and there's like a sprite there that's like all fucked up, like missing no from Pokemon, and you can talk to it, and it's like, check out the third stump 
four screens west of the starting screen in Zelda. And you're like, oh, yes. shit. And it sends mm. you on a treasure hunt. And you go in there, and it's like, pop into the third pipe in Super Mario Brothers World 5-2. Pop, pop, pop. I love that. It, yes, and it's it keep, hot Just as keep hell. the train rolling. One game tells you to like drive backwards in Excite Bike, and then you kind of drive out of the stadium and then into like a post-apocalyptic field, and you just start like... You start piecing together the mystery. Maybe the people in the stands in Excite Bike aren't humans. Yeah, and then it all culminates in Super Mario Brothers Two, and your reward is a nude Toad. Okay, now Toad is already—he's got the diaper, he's got the vest. Those yeah, are obviously no, he's, he's scrapped in this edition. Halfway there, Does he keep the hat? No. So he's nude top to bottom. He's nude. He's just. I'm what part of the, nude? What part of fucking nude toad are you having such a problem with? Nick? I guess I didn't know he was a bald toad. Yeah, bald nude every, everywhere. No, I eyebrows. feel like toad. As soon as you take all his clothes off, he's extremely shiny. Oh yeah, definitely. Like grease him up and slippery. Kind of hard to catch. Can't catch him. Which makes the, him a perfect mean, criminal. That mean sun when you take the key away from the jars. Mm-hmm. Nope, can't get toad. Screep. He's no, gone. He slips right out of your hands. He got, he I would gone. like it if in Super Mario Odyssey, the main antagonist is a nude, slippery toad. Yeah. Um, That you kind of have to try to pursue. And, and the real police, like real human police are trying to chase him da- down in New Dog I, City. The thing is, like, I don't think you can handcuff toad because I don't think his arms could like, he can't touch his hands. His arms are too short. So mm. you can't handcuff him. That's so good, dude. Seems like a problem. Um, here's an idea that was submitted by BB Avar, uh, who says nine hours, nine persons, nine first dates. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, now is hmm. this, is this going to be, cause we need to figure out is this part the of the t- zero escape, right? Is this, is Uchikoshi san putting together uh, like a romantic visual novel are there wristwatches I mean, in it that they kill are you or whatever? They are already visual novels. Like those I'm games talking- are. Uh, yeah, I guess the the word would be, and they're they're already kind of horny. Um, if we're being if we're being frank, mm-hmm. um, well, in this in those games, it's survival first, horny second, right? And this game would absolutely be horny first, and then survive maybe, yeah, survival second. Um, would it be like a best of from the whole the entire zero time world? dilemma escape series like all the all your nine favorite characters from 999 and the other two games and you can kind of kiss them i mean the 999 is all about like partnering them. off two characters so that their numbers add up to nine right like that's a that's a big thing part way through well, that game. that is in the first one not not so much in two and three yeah yeah um but yeah i i mean hmm. would the dates be happening in the like hell dungeons that did that the like in that boat locked in? or whatever yeah um have you only have, played the first of those yeah, games? Yeah, I've Nick played the first. Nick fucking Robinson. I'm sorry. You gotta play at least Virtue's Last Reward. It's like one of the best games You're ever. You're like the one... I think you've said that to me on this podcast before. You're like the one dude who loves VLR, like, a lot. Anybody who doesn't like VLR is a fucking idiot. It's, that game rules <laughs> school. It has, like, the best uh, structural premise of any video game ever. And then uh, 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 what's the, the, the last one was, like, pretty pretty hot, too. The last one had the sort of wacky timeline shit of like at the beginning. Yeah, I played that when I was I was at their office in Tokyo and I played that game and I got to that opening part where you flip a coin and you can get yeah. like heads or tails if you get to just survive and I got heads and this walked out the front door and the game was over and yeah. I was like tight short game. Um, so this I don't know maybe this doesn't have legs but like are there characters in the franchise who you would want to see? I mean I think the thing is like if I'm if I'm not mistaken like. Those games kind of bring back characters from the old ones 
already. Yeah. So you've already gotten to see those homies interact. Yeah, sure. Um, I, to answer your question, I don't think this takes place in some sort of dungeon. I actually want to see, cause this is something that I've always wanted from Danganronpa, and it's why the, the beginning of Danganronpa 2, that whole like fake out kind of bummed me out. Is yeah, like, sure. I want to see these characters hang out in like a not dire situation. I want to see the characters in, in games like this, like actually just get to chill and, and interact and not have to worry about murder have a smooch at an olive garden yeah precisely that is very precisely what i want to see i have another one here and it's from humpy thrashabout who says where in the world is san diego okay this is a really cool game and it's meant to teach kids where the fuck san diego is no i've i've seen this well we'll we'll, we'll walk through this so it's yeah where in the world it's it's very literal it kind of has one lesson to share which is where, yeah, but I mean, there's a problem with these edgy games today. Mm-hmm. Is that, well, nobody's making edgy games today. But back in the day, fucking Mario's Time Journey or whatever, it'd be like, I want to teach you all about the the framers of the Constitution and the Federalist Papers, and then I'm going to teach you about prehistoric. And it's like, no, just teach me one thing. That's what's so great about Hamilton. Hamilton, an American musical by mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda. You sit and you watch it, and it's like, I'm going to teach you about Hamilton, and then he's going to die. And that'll be the end of the show. And it's oh, like, what fucking... The fuck? Is he? I mean, yeah, dude. Dude, it's like, and it's like sick. Now I know everything about Hamilton. If that show had been like, I'm going to teach you all about Hamilton, and then I'm going to teach you all about Ben Franklin and his magic kite, and then I'm going to teach. It's like, no, I, I don't have, I don't have the time for that. This game one, is one like one dose at a time. You're saying, yeah. This game is like, here's where San Diego is. End of game. Sixty dollars, please. I mean, I'll tell you honestly, if I'm being a hundred right now, like I don't. If you gave me a map of California and I had to circle where San Diego is, I might you not get dummy. it. Right? I think you it's live that you live in California. It's just down, dude. I know it's down, and I know it's near LA, kinda. But is it like? Is it no, this? you goobus? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's, it's. I mean, I guess it's all relative. But here's the trick to find San Diego: be in California, go down. When you hit Mexico, just go up a little. Just a tear. Just a inch. Beep. I was going to lecture you about not really appreciating how big California is, and then I remembered you live in Texas, so you kind of are the one state I can't play that card on. Yeah, my state will bully yours. Well, so I've seen that submission, Where in the World of San Diego, a couple times, and it's all right, Griffin, but what if I pitched you on Feckben's submission, What in the World is Carmen San Diego? Carmen San Diego is looking for you in this educational cosmic horror game. It will teach you as much oh, about fuck. geography as it will about eldritch abominations. Yeah, it's like, oh, she's calling us to give us a clue, and it's like, <laughs> like deep tongue bullshit. Coming out of the, the receiver on the phone. I like the idea that she's teaching, because like, she's teaching you about geography, but she's teaching you about like sort of unknowable four-dimensional geography, like mm. the California that runs perpendicular to our California, but like kind of in another realm. Yeah, I mean, it would be tight as hell to have, like, a good Eldritch Horror game since fucking Eternal Darkness came out in 1971. I honestly cool think for that. Eternal Darkness is, like, that franchise is the closest thing to a cursed video game. Because they've tried to bring it back, like, eight times, and every time something fucking horrible happens. They'll figure it out someday. <laughs> I like this idea of a very scary Carmen Sandiego. And we also have a very scary Rockapella as well. Is that... What is that? Oh, Nick, you've broken my heart. Oh, he got really old really fast. Rockapella. The, the warrant, you know? Is that a character from Carmen Sandiego? Oh, Nicholas, you've wounded me. Is this like some, is this some like... Come on, come on, gumshoes, gum you gotta Hamilton find her. Shit? What are you, t- I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, Nicholas. <laughs> you've made me sick. <laughs> um... 
Here's a submission from Tasty Tasty. You didn't watch the fucking Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego game show ever, huh? I don't think I watched enough of it to remember what you're talking about. It was dope as fuck. It had Rockapella, and they would do the theme song, and it was, and the world is, and it was fucking sick. And then they had to answer a bunch of questions, and they had to find the warrant, and they had to find like a bunch of stuff to solve the mystery. And at the end, one kid had to run around a giant... Uh, like room sized map of Earth, and then identify a bunch of African countries, which only two kids in the entire run of the show were able to do. Ever. I, okay, here's what I remember. <laughs> I remember the theme song, like the Rockapella version of the Carmen Sandiego thing with the doo wop and all that shit. I feel like as a kid, when that show would come on, I feel I have this like vague memory of like actively avoiding it because I could tell it was trying to trick me into learning. It was like Ugh. it was like the strawberry ice cream of like children's television, where I'm like, don't you can't fucking pull one over on me. There's fruit in there. You, you were can't. too busy watching Double Dare, the opiate of the masses. I was, actually. A lot of Double Dare and a you were whole watching, you lot were watching, of Legends of the Hidden Temple. You were watching fucking Guts, you fucking brute. I was watching Global Guts, which is kind of like where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, because I was learning about all the different countries where you can learn how to climb up the that big tower at the end. It's the agrocrag. Learn a thing. <laughs> Watch a show. Um, what if I told you about Stev Bear's idea... Yakuza Lele. <laughs> now I I've played ukulele and yeah. you've played Yakuza. Wait, that so, game's out? No, no. I've just I've played like the uh, that, okay. that build that went out to Kickstarter backers. So between the two of us though, I feel like we can we can kind of So yeah, Yakuza is all about like walking around uh, a, a city in Japan and you're a gangster and you get in brawls and you build up your heat meter to do these crazy execution moves. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, a lot of fighting, a lot of like one-on-one combat. Just a lot of well not even one-on-one, like one on 80. Um mm-hmm. And then what's Yuka what's that all about? Well, Ukulele is a, is a classic retro platformer created by a bunch of former Rare employees where you run around and you're a, you're a chameleon and you've got a little bat riding around on your back. It's, it's literally exactly Banjo Kazooie, but like very, very pretty and controls really nicely. Uh, so I'm imagining who, cause it needs to be two people. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's two Yakuza's or two maybe of- it's a, because it's a Sega property who can do Yakuza. With Sonic in the backpack. I love that, that. And that's fun because he, the Yakuza flips around and Sonic does that speed run. And Nick, you've set me up to... Yeah, oh my god. I, if the rest of the podcast was just you making that sound, I'd be... People are going to think you like edited that in in, in post, but that's, nah, dog. that's, that's right from his vocal cords. That's fucking Michael Winslow mouth box. No processing on that. Um What's interesting about is if we do like Yakuza Zero with Sonic in the backpack, that's going to be fun because Sonic didn't exist in the decade that uh, Yakuza Zero takes place in. I think it was like '88, right? When did Sonic drop? Like 90? Sonic was '90 90 or '91. '91. Yeah. Uh, so he's like got a whole life of like he's got a a whole climax and then a decline ahead of him, which I like. Yeah, I mean maybe uh, maybe in '88 Sonic was still Yakuza. You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. So he's got a, a full body sort of tattoo situation. That's another thing. Yeah, I um I went to Japan on my honeymoon and like what 2014 uh, and went to a few cities. Went to uh, Tokyo and Kyoto and Hakone. And Hakone was tight as fuck. It's like this mountain hot spring resort town about an hour outside of Tokyo. It's like probably my favorite 
place I've ever been in my life. Um, but I kept reading like all these TripAdvisor things that was like, if you have tattoos, you either have to like find some way to cover them up. Like if they're on your arms, you're just fucked. Um, uh, or else you just like can't go to the hot spring stuff right, right. because there's this cultural uh, like association with, and this is not Griffin saying this. This is Griffin quoting TripAdvisor. There's a cultural association with like tattoos and yakuza. I think um, the, the way it works is that they they just have a blanket policy of no tattoos. Period, because that's the only way to kind of flatly and fairly enforce that. Maybe, um, but this assumption that somebody is going to see me lower my pasty round ass <laughs> into a fucking body of hot water and see my single Triforce tattoo on my wrist and be like. That there is a Japanese gang member is so fucking hysterical to me. <laughs> it's yeah, so, I do. It's I love so that funny. Idea. Like uh, what I ended up doing was just like holding my left arm kind of uh, uh, against my body. Anytime mm. I was like above water in any of these places, I went to a hot spring water park, which was like a place where a lot of people were out like looking at you with your, your tattooed wrist exposed. And so I just kind of held it up against me. Uh, but it's so fun. Like nobody on earth would look at me. I could be hold. I could be holding a fucking like submachine gun with, with some fucking big aviators on and a cigar and a bunch of gold jewelry and it's like a like, white suit like a white yeah, and, sports coat and like my shirt like unbuttoned I, I could even have like a full-blown chest tattoo of like a dragon or some shit and people will be like no oh, that's that looks like a video game blogger I'm, to me i'm I don't, I don't really know. into this idea now of a game called yakuza g where you are a griffin in the yakuza world struggling to just get any respect at all like yeah, you're like, just getting please? laughed out of every situation um I have a suggestion here, and I yeah. would love to read it to you. Please and it's do. From Madeline T. Wise, who says, "Cut my life into pieces." This is Wii Sports Resort. Hmm. Hmm. Now this this would be just sort of a like a dark Wii Sports Resort, like a goth, a goth. Um, well, I don't know who did cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Was that was that Hoobastank? I don't think it was Hoobastank. Probably wasn't Hoobastank, was it? No, it was probably this a darker band than that. Last resort was it? That was uh, by Papa Roach. Papa Roach. It was a Papa Roach. It was song. a Papa Roach song. So this is a Papa Roach take on Wii Sports Resort, a fucking phenomenal game. You and I are the two the super two fans. last defenders of Wii Sports Resort on this yeah. planet. Because I played it last year for Monster Factory, and that game still fucking bangs. Um, so good. The sword but, fighting, so good. That whole intro where you're, like, skydiving onto the island is incredible. And the only else. way it could be better would be with a bangin' Papa Roach soundtrack. Well, and not only that, a bangin' Papa Roach aesthetic. Mm. So this would be like, um, well, let me look at the Last Resort music video. Let me just turn it's up the volume all the way. Oh, it just starts off with that. Good cold open. Mm. No breathing! Alright, this song is pretty good. Don't give up, and then he doesn't cuss. Wow, this is like a fucking badass, like, like, fucking Ong Bok, like, fight thing. Like, there's a dude in here, and he's just like, holy shit, he's got a gun, and he's just like, shooting up this, like, oh my god, it's like a cool bar fight scene, and oh my god, there's all kinds of, like, martial arts happening? This video kicks ass. How have I never seen this? Are you? Because I'm watching a video on Papa Roach Vivo, my favorite YouTube channel, the only one I'm subscribed to, which is called Last Resort Censored Version. And it's just him singing it on a stage with like a bunch of white kids dancing behind him. And then it like, (laughs) it keeps cutting into these like shots of just like sad teens in their bedroom. 
Nick, what is happening? Nick, this is not an official music video for Papa Roach, even though the subject line of it is Papa Roach hyphen last resort music video. Um, the, I should have read the description because it does say the live action trailer of Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what? How did that happen? Holy shit, what? This fan mashup. Okay, okay, you should we I'm sending it to you. You should watch the actual Papa Roach music video. Yeah. It's a lot less good. It's the oh, most like right. it looks like a cut-rate budget version of the music video for Chop Suey by System of a Down. But so, also yeah, like I, that's kind of the direction we're going to be going in. So, We Sports uh Last Resort, uh just a lot of dark dark hair, dark clothes, a lot of tattoos. Um, maybe just like fucking every event happens on this glowing white stage with like a big jumping rowdy crowd all around you, just mm-hmm. like losing their fucking minds. And you will wear the vest with all the spikes and buttons on it. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I'm into that. I think, uh, that stage is like, it so neatly fits itself into kind of a video game. Like yeah. That, and it's a, very a good place to do the sword fighting would be up on one of those giant glowing stages with like a very fisheye lens pointed at you. Right. And it's iconic Papa Roach, which I love. And uh, I can't no, believe I got fucking duped you got by that. Fooled. I thought this was like the. I, I was like Papa Roach. I didn't know you were f- so fucking sick. Because first of all, this trailer is radical. Right. Um, but no, wasn't meant to be. That's too bad. Um, I'm getting the impression that that uh, cut my life into pieces is the only Papa Roach song in the game, and it just kind of loops. Um. Yes. Absolutely. That, oh, that seems challenging. Um. I. I think. Maybe a way we can mix that up is like every every song in Wii Sports kind of had its or every sport had its kind of iconic musical themes and theme song. So I'm imagining you get like nine different remixes of that song. Um. Yeah. Well, no. I just want the no. I want the vanilla experience all the way through. Yeah. I mean, they. they if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. Um, lazy bones to me. I I have a suggestion here that I think is going to be the nug. So do we want to speed round it? Maybe. Sure. Let's go rapid fire. Um, uh, a real egg says Oscar Myers Civilization Six. <laughs> all right, all right. I might, I might, I kind of want to dip back into that game. I'm hoping they fix the fucking bullshit that took my 20 hour or so campaign away from me. But this would be one where you're just all Wiener people. Maybe it's, it's all... like Wienerville. You remember Wienerville on Nickelodeon? Of course you don't. Mm-hmm. Of course not. I remember the Oscar Mayer Wiener vehicle. Yeah, the Wiener Mobile. I mean, there's good stuff there. Yeah, um, I have one here, uh, and Nick. Nick, what? what? This will satisfy our iToy game requirement that you completely fucking forgot about. Oh, did we promise that we were going to make an iToy game this week? You don't even remember the promise. What's wrong with you? I have no. I was born with with no brain. brain. I was born with no brain. Wonderbutt says a VR game where you have locked yourself out of your house. Attempt to get your cat to help you by doing pantomimes. No, it's not. It's not VR. It's just an iToy, and it's a PS2 iToy. Yeah, and it's plugged in your PS4. Don't try plugging the fucking PS4i in here or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, it's not going to work. You need a low-res 320 by 240 grainy-ass webcam. Yes. Um, I do kind of like the idea of like a game where it's all... You're you're leading your cat through various puzzles, kind of second-person controlling this animal um, by sticking like a feather under a door. Yeah. And kind of leading it. Like, it's a very long door. Like, maybe a, maybe a, a 900-foot-long yeah, door. And you just have of, a big hole in your house. Yeah, you got a big, long hole in your house. And you're leading the cat from one end to the other, helping it avoid obstacles. Uh, breaks it suggests Age of Umpires. 
Just a lot of fun strategy uh, game recommendations this week, mm-hmm. which I'm a, I, I enjoy. I do kind of like the idea of a baseball game where it's it just controls exactly like an RTS. Like if you mm. want to go for a if you want everyone to steal home bl- plate, you kind of hold down left mouse button, drag to select all of them, then you right click on home base, and everyone starts running. Yes, into it. And they go like Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> That's what they say. Anyway, yeah. Right. Here's a thing from Spirit Potato who says Brendan Fraser's home appraisers. You play as Brendan Fraser and you go around appraising the items in people's homes, whether they like it or not. Okay. I and like maybe, the idea and, of a home appraiser who is like gonna give you a valuation on your your house and the things within it, whether you yeah. whether you like it or not. He's he's like he might come in at night and you'll wake up with an envelope on your kitchen table that tells you it's exactly. Like and you're like, oh, not yeah. again. And maybe kind, do, I mean, isn't that kind of how the Happy Home Academy works in Animal Crossing? <laughs> Essentially, yes. And it may be you see him and he can't speak to you using words. He has to like use just facial recognition and a series of goofy ass claps. So he sees like a, a vase that he likes. That he thinks worth a lot of money. He's just like, <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, that was me trying to recreate the sound of his goofy ass. You were doing that was an impression of Brendan Fraser, Fraser's clapping and his laughing. wonderful clap. Um, and maybe I could get my my buddy Drew Scott, and it was definitely, definitely, it was definitely Drew to be a part of the experience. I have another one here. Okay. Um, and it's uh, do I have another one here? I may not. Oh, I do. <laughs> have we done this one? It's from g- g- odd odd day. Odd Days George, who says, uh, asymmetrical PvP where one player is Bill Murray trying to make himself as sick as possible and the other player is Osmosis Jones trying to save him from the inside. Oh, I love this. We've I done Osmosis like, Jones content before, I but like I don't we've think... We've done a lot of sort of inner space based sh- like shenanigans. Yeah, moving in and out of the human body has kind of been our bread and butter in these these past few episodes. Um, but this is like... um. This this would be like it's like that baby game that you who's and your Justin daddy played. right yeah. meets Bowser's Inside Story. Oh my that gosh, is, that's just a big vor game, isn't it? Bowser's never, Inside Story. Oh yeah, never really put that together, but hmm. And a, a, young, when... a younger me would have been very enthusiastic, but I've moved on. You've grown up. To You're a father pu- now. To more pure waters. I'm a father now. What Damn is? It. What do you think of Tasty Tasty Science's submission, which is the phrase sniper clips? Man, I'm so psyched for snipper clips. Mm-hmm. Though. But what if they both had a very long rifle? Big Beret- Beretta is that one of them? Kind of like a like a a PvP mode when you're tired of cooperating. I mean, here's the thing: that game already has a PvP mode. You snipper clip the fuck out of your your friend. You just clip your friend out of existence. You just clip him dead. You snip him and clip him. Game's gonna be so good. I'm really excited for it. Did you see that? Um, that game has like existed for a long time. Oh no! There's this weird thing. I posted the trailer for it on Twitter. It used to be called, um, God, what was it? It had a really, really good name. Scissor Sisters. <laughs> yeah, that was the name. So uh, there was a European GDC game called Friend Shapes, which is almost a better name than Snipper Clips, which is hard to imagine. Friend Shapes is what it was called, and then like Nintendo apparently it was made by two dudes. They like showed it off one GDC. There's like a YouTube video out there, and it's literally the exact same game except like the art style is slightly different for the faces. Mm. I guess Nintendo like scooped it up and made it like a first party Nintendo thing, which is super weird. I don't think that happens that often, or if it does, I don't I don't hear about it. Yeah, like a British indie game becoming a official first party Nintendo thing. It's wild. Sort of a repurposing. A, mm-hmm. a, a salve. I'm into it. I'm still um, I'm still not satisfied by your reaction to Friend Shapes. 
I mean, it's a good name for a game is the only thing. I would buy Friend Shapes because I'm going to buy it. Snipper Clips is definitely better. Um, so thank you, Nintendo, for workshopping that one. I, um, I'm i still leading Friend Shapes, but would you have any any more bangers? I mean, I have the banger. I have the I want to hear. I want to hear what you're so excited about. Uh, it's from Parspec, who says, uh, a survival horror game where all the environments are procedurally generated from one-star Yelp reviews. Oh, fuck. Oh, my so God. So let's, let's just put it in the perspective of RE7, right? Because that's just sort of the headspace I'm in now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, like, b- between that and... Um, uh, oh, f- RPLP... JR, what was the fucking game from last year that was that got deleted by Konami because they suck? FP, PT. Nick, you know it. PT. Damn you. You said FP. I don't fucking PT. Okay, that that horror games are best from like a first person perspective. I think we figured that out at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, first person perspective, and you're wandering around, and you open a door, and then all of a sudden you're at. The fucking Colony Cafe in Miami Beach, Florida. And uh, this restaurant is like the kid in high school who sold weird plastic toys behind the gym during lunch. This place was designed to rip off tourists. Is the cleaning service here a group of snails? No. So do your job. Food is mediocre. So I'll maybe, and then fucking dude, it's a restaurant. It's a pizzeria. Only it's all dark and spooky. And there's snails fucking everywhere. That and I that was literally the first thing I clicked on. Jeez. Okay. I'm I'm also Oh my god, this is fucking scary. S- same place, same place. Uh, uh the Colony Cafe Miami Beach. Scam. This place ripped tourists off for a living. Plus there's pee everywhere in the toilets. Don't go here. So another one you just like you open there's an interaction button icon on the bathroom and you open it and just a jump scare flood of piss comes and washes all the snails away it's very loud i think it would have to be very noisy to, to properly scare you uh f- there's another one star review from the bulldog manager that doesn't recognize her usual customers hello there's a big mean scary dog in here this is literally the first place i clicked on nick the possibilities are fucking it's incredible i've been i've been like neck deep in this review of a pizzeria in boston called regal cafe for like a minute now bad smelling pizza <laughs> Okay. Regal should share recipe of such a disgusting pizza. Wait, you said Regal Cafe Pizzeria? Yeah. I also have this place open. How's your fucking SEO, Regal? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like your your SEO kind of stinks a little bit. I'm going to read this word for word. Bad smelling pizza. Regal should share recipe of such a disgusting pizza. Never order anything from here. Threw all after the first bite. My room is full of bad smell. Even after 30 minutes, we threw the pizza out. I'm wondering how they are able to sell the pizzas even after so many bad reviews. This is because of fools like us. Now, I don't know how that's going to manifest in a spooky environment. I mean, I think I think we don't need to limit ourselves to just like shitty hotels and inns and stuff like I think there will be a scary restaurant one level. There will be a, a really, really horrible theme park for another one. Okay. I guess um, what I want to avoid is, like, bad customer service isn't, like, viscerally scary the way, like, no. a gross bathroom or a very stinky pizza is. Okay, as as same place. As described, pizza is in a giant box, but it's fairly small and absolutely disgusting. The whole thing is doused, really. It's completely soaked in oil. All of a sudden, we're on some Junji Ito shit. Like that mm-hmm. one with all the fucking the where the oil floods the world. That's like one of his grosser pieces. Although really, that's 
subjective. So there's just fucking oil pouring out of the wall. Spooky. Well, I, I like that. That does. Ha- that also happens in PT at one point, which is perfect. Oh yeah. I, is there any way Konami's got like the the PT framework just sitting in like a on a hard drive somewhere, right? Can we just like borrow that and make our own our um, own frightening game? Yeah, I think they'd probably give that up. No. Probably Jeez, not. these reviews are are very. Very mean. You know when you are drunk and everything tastes good? Well, you know something sucks when you are drunk and it still tastes horrible. That was my experience at this lovely pizzeria. I don't want to sound repetitive based on the reviews here, but never, ever, 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 shame ever, lever to, okay, never go here. Not only is it overpriced, but it's horrible. If you're hungry, go to a gas station and get a hot dog. <laughs> That's just good advice. That should be the end of every Yelp review. Incredibly, uh, Polygon.com's sister website, Curbed.com, has a, an article called The Best Quotes from Yelp's One-Star Hotel Reviews. Fuck yeah, gimme. There's some bangers. Um, the bathrooms are super clean, and the clerk's really nice, but there's there's one really cute that works at night, but that's it. The very first room I checked out had poop on the floor. <laughs> I imagine that this is going to be a big element in like a lot of these bed bugs uh, in two different rooms. generated spots, yeah. What else we got? The front desk were very pleasant, but there is truly nothing else good to say about this place. Sheets did not fit the bed, so every time we rolled over, we ended up wrapped in a lot of bedding. Towel rack literally hanging off the wall by one skirt. Man, these photos are frightening. This is so good. This must be how Resident Evil 7 was made. Don't fall down the stairs. They're really steep. Okay, the, that's good. That's good. That's good. The stairs the, are really steep, and you walk in, and you're like, yeah, time to I, go upstairs, but then you fall down them, and you lose hit points. Put that on the whiteboard. Uh, the toilet seat was a little cracked, and there was a smear of blood on it, but that was easy to wipe off. <laughs> oh my gosh the oh, loudest man. internal noises i've ever heard at a hotel an abysmal experience at best it was worse than sleeping under a train station <laughs> here's a victoria's <laughs> secret in miami beach rude staff weren't approached or acknowledged by the staff when needing help they were just standing around talking about when their birthday was there was a poo stain on one of the small bikini bottoms that were for sale. Would not uh, go back. That's visceral and horrible, but yeah. it's scary. Like Resident Evil is scary. It is. That should be. That should be this like the second to last level. It's like, oh, at least I'm in like a nice, well lit environment, and then you gradually realize that everyone is talking about their birthday and there's poop everywhere. It kind of takes the takes some of the fun out. Um, because I think that the best, some of the best of and most effective horror is something that can be scary when the lights are on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sandy says of this, uh, of Victoria's Secret, I love this store. I always enjoy my shopping here. Like, uh, the attention I usually get when Danny attends, she is adorable and helps me in all. One star. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. So, so the I whole, the yeah. whole review is sarcastic, I guess. That's maybe so the only possibility. Danny can be like, that your support like the only non monster in this area. So I'm now envisioning sort of a Spooky's House of Jump Scares where it's like a thousand rooms and each one is just a a, a one star Yelp review. <laughs> Can I read you the title of of this restaurant review uh, yeah. from the United Kingdom? The title of this review it's a one star review. The title of the review is <laughs> "They Spat in My Hair." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Already, I've got my enemy type for this area. Yeah, right. It does feel like a Resident Evil 7 enemy, actually. My girlfriend were having a romantic meal. However, it was spoilt when an employee spat in my hair. Cheeky or what? I found a screw in my food. Oof, damn. That's spooky as fuck, dude. This is all This is all very, very frightening. This, is, this just feels like a bottomless well that we've tapped into. Yeah, it's infinite. Like, this... It's a new type of horror, which I really like. Uh, fucking, uh, here's a uh, McDonald's in Detroit. 
the shamrock shake machine was down and water costs over a dollar. Now, come on. Where is the courtesy here? Is that allowed? Is that like, do they have like a side shouldn't muscle? Be al- shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed. No. But you go in and maybe water is like a resource. Maybe you have, uh, I mean, th- this is only going to work if you do have like a set of physical uh, like statistics, like thirst and kind of like the long, long dark, I think is what that game's called. Yeah. Or, you know, you, that, that archetype that I'm talking about where you have yeah, thirst survival and, you have game hung- vibes. You've got a thirst and hunger and bladder and bladder's so important, right? It is. Cause you go to a place and it's like, my bladder is like at max capacity. I'm about to die from it. And you go in the bathroom and based on the Yelp review, there's just matter. Let's say matter everywhere. There's matter all over the place, and you got You ha- must also have like a just a classic health meter that drains when you're like, for example, sitting in someone else's blood on a yeah. cracked toilet seat. Same Detroit McDonald's. This is not so much a fast food restaurant as it is a waiting room for hell. The wait is that of a Soviet-era breadline. If you're lucky, the panhandlers will try to bum money off you in a respectful way. The place is filthy. The bathrooms in particular. It's a fucking McDonald's. Climb off your high horse. Yeah. It's a McDonald's. Oh, you had to wait in line at McDonald's? There are people on other parts of the internet who are, I know I keep coming back to this, sitting in blood in a cracked toilet seat. Like, Jesus. Could be worse. So, but this is a thing, right? Your the tension's building. Your thirst is mounting. Your hunger is like almost. Your hunger bar is like all the way up. Your bladder bar is all the way up, and you end up in this fucking like, like a South Beach Denny's, and it's very scary. And the food takes so long to get there, and the water machine's broken, and the toilet has matter on it. Here's here's where it wraps up, dude. This game is free. Ah, oh, it's been a while since I've had a master stroke like this before, Nick. Hmm. The game is free to play, and you're going to play it, and you're going to love it, because it's infinite content, very scary. We're on some No Man's Sky shit with our, like, world building, right? And you go in, and you're in a South Beach Denny's, and it sucks in there, and there's the actual Denny's logo, Denny's emblem, Denny's mascot in there, and it just makes Denny's look like a shit pile, and if Denny's doesn't want this level in the game, they have oh. to give us like $150,000. All right. I'm, I'm picking up your point. So this game is uh, on a massive scale uh, blackmail. We will, we will every made, we'll have a Wendy's level. We'll have a McDonald's level. We will, we will walk them all into a big boardroom and be like, all right, start the bidding. Yeah. And uh, if you don't, if you don't pay up, your, your, your company's getting slandered in our free and our scary free game, game that, that everyone's going to play. Yes. PT was so popular because it costs zero dollars. Yeah, and because it was great, and this game's going to be even better because it'll be real and scary. Yeah, scarier. We, the thing here's it'll be like like PT, but we won't delete this one. Right, unless you pay, <laughs> and then we will delete this one. I love this. I love this like sort of psychological corporate blackmail that you've you've invented. Uh, Mother Jones posted an article about one star uh, reviews of national parks. Uh huh. Uh, Joshua Tree, somebody says, if you're looking for camping, expect unbearable heat, bee-infested sites and restrooms, winds that will rip your tent apart, and nothing interesting to look at but sand. Good for a night trip, maybe, but hell on earth for a summer's day. That's like 17 things that would be in a level. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant to, he's reviewing nature. Yeah. yeah, That's a review of God's earth. He doesn't like that there's sand and wind and on it. And it's going to be tough for us to generate. I mean, we're essentially creating Firewatch at this point, but shitty. Like, shitty and scary. I guess I, I guess I like the idea of there being an outdoor level, like, in the middle, just to mix it up. I'm not opposed to that. The, I think my, my main question is, what do we call this game? Can we just call it, like, Yelp? Because it's like a... 
Like what you would yeah, say. Yeah, they don't. If you were they don't own also? the word Yelp. That's Yelp's existed before Yelp existed. All right, then we'll call it. We'll call it Yelp. Yelp with an exclamation mark. Well, with an A. Yelp. Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows what Yelp means. Well, then we'll put it. The title will be coming out of a screaming man or woman's face. I think it should. I think it should be Yelp. Yelp. Y- no. 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 Y e l p exclamation mark. Yo Yelp. But they see like a spooky skeleton at a Hardee's. Yelp. Yelp. Yeah. First of all, like I think Yelplate is going to have a problem with that. Damn it! You're right. It's called Yelp. This isn't really scary so much as it is confusing. Here's a one-star review for a gas station. I will never get gas from this station again. The attendant was very arrogant and was insisting that my tank was full when it was not. (laughs) Why was he doing that? Why would you do that? The perfect crime. You're done. I'm not. Look at this. The guy was just too lazy and did not want to have to hold the pump for a few minutes. Shame. 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 Do you think this would actually be a good game? Because now I'm worried that the main source of horror is going to be just bad customer service. That's the thing. Oh, I think when we filter out all the bad customer service and just get to, like, things about the environment. Here's a review of a a 76 gas station in uh, Milpitas, California. Milpitas, maybe. And this this dude named John tried to buy some... Headlights from a dude named Mike they saw on eBay. Is this a review of Mike? If <laughs> Mike took him for 4,600 buckos and then the deal didn't go down. And so John's out 4,600 buckos. And so fuck this gas station. Fuck this 76. <laughs> what the hell? Where's their fraud protection? Oh my God. Are you saying frog protection? You see that commercial? I have you not seen that, seen that commercial. Oh man, it's fucking um, good. Hey, by the way, Griffin. This gas station deserves less than one star. Avoid this place. The sign that says, quote, last gas for 40 miles is an outright lie. (laughs) These are my fucking people here. A mile or two down the road is more than one gas station with at least a dollar cheaper gas. Do not believe their scare tactics. Shame on Shell for allowing this place to lie. Yes. (laughs) Here's a place in Salinas, California. Man, there's a lot of fucking gas stations California, um, and the place is called Star One Gas, and it has one star on Yelp. That's incredible. Uh, because the machine wouldn't work for them, but it still took their money, but they didn't get the gas. This is the source of horror. It's like it's less like jumpy scares, and it's more like I need the gas to keep my engine going, or else I'll die. Right. So it's like tension building, and this place takes your money, and you just get fucked. You get fucked over. I'm realizing now the more of these reviews I read of this Big Sur last gas station for 40 miles gas station is that they charge $6 a gallon for their gasoline here. Oh, interesting. That's a cool place. Yeah. And use a sign to lie to people to make them think it's the last. That's This is the craziest scam. I also love like (laughs) this whole area is actually run by like one evil person. Got gas parked. Grabbed coffee at Big Sur Bakery. All good. Went to use the restroom. No toilet paper. Barista at Big Sur Bakery says they don't have any. The restroom is managed by the gas station. Gas station attendant says to grab some from the men's room at the rest- as the restrooms wouldn't be serviced for another half hour. Sure. Why not? It's all connected. I think there's a lot here. I think like it would it would just take a, a afternoon or two of going through one star Yelp reviews and we would have a whiteboard full of just like fifty discrete horrifying concepts that we could build out into. Well, no, we, we need to build some sort of technology that can go through it for us algorithmically. I see Algorithms. what you're saying. So, like, find replace gets all the all the customer service you shit out and just tells us about like. I mean, I think there's there are now AI powered things out there where you can like 
describe a, a thing to them like a bird on top of a duck in a room and it'll generate that image i think we can only be three or four years out from like whole video games generated by phrases yeah um here's a one-star review of a church saint barbara's uh a roman catholic church in brooklyn lol it's true the bells are annoying the old ladies here gossip a lot and i would know because my family is very involved with this church whoa so, like, there's the old ladies could be kind of spooky, and they tell dark secrets about you. About you and your family. They gossip it, about you and your family, and the bells are very annoying. Here's Trinity Church in Manhattan. Many of the names on the tombstones have faded away, and that <laughs> makes me a little sad. <laughs> so, that's good. So, that, this dude is just reviewing, like, the, the march of time is really what he's reviewing, is the concept of mortality. One star. Just, just saying. That can be spooky for some people. <laughs> that is scary. It fits the, it fits the bill. A lot of possibilities. I think so. I mean, I, we've we've only talked about like three different types of of building. That and all the all the types of buildings there are: gas stations, restaurants, laser tag arenas, and churches. Mm-hmm. Those are the four genres, at least for the first game. Um, and it's the game's just called Yelp. Yeah, it's called Yelp. I'm not backing down from this. It's called Yelp. And the fact that Yelp is a noise people make when they're scared and is the name of the service we're pulling these reviews from is just too elegant. Can we call it the real Yelp? Mm. The real <laughs> Yelp is the Yelp you yelp when you're frightened. Is that yes, what you're saying? The original, yeah, the original Yelp. The original Yelp? The Yelp you actually... The Yelp your mouth makes. The Yelp your mouth makes. Yelp, yelp colon, the sound. Yelp, but the sound. I like sound. the Yelp your mouth makes because that makes it sound like a Square Enix RPG. Yeah. The Yelp ends um, with mouth. Also makes it sound like a church's album. Yeah. But not, but like just with the V. Is there a way to do Yelp with a V? Velp. <laughs> no, it's stupid. That is kind of dumb. Uh, yeah, I think it's the, I think it's just, yeah, I think it's, I think just Yelp is fine. Yelp. Thank you. Thank I think, you. but I, just I give like, me this. All right. It's called Yelp. Um, thanks for listening to Cool Games Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a video game design podcast from polygon.com. And that's what we do, and that's what we're here to do. And I, I don't leave us any fucking what people are. Gonna, it's shit, Nick. We set ourselves up for an episode where people are going to leave us one star like reviews on How iTunes. About, it's like a goofy goof. How about don't do that because it'll actually fuck us. No, leave us five star reviews where you say at the end, just kidding, and then you yeah. can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but please don't leave a bunch of one star reviews. Please, actually, goofy goof. leave us would, nice reviews, please. It matters. It would actually it would fuck it would up our podcast. Fuck up the whole thing, please. Uh, okay, they're still gonna do it anyway. If, aren't they? I'm gonna find fuck. anyone who does it and IP ban them from ever listening to the show again. Damn Don't it. fuck with me on this. Um, we have a bunch of other series that we do here at Polygon.com. You can check out Touch the Skyrim. You can touch out Carboy. Uh, check out Carboys. Yeah, touch out Carboys. Touch out Carboys, baby. Uh, Monster have you Factory. Had a, that this the Carboys that went up yesterday. I think is maybe one of our our finest. Uh, with uh, Deegan, with mother- Deegan and the jet plane. There's so much, so much. Yeah, to there's a lot of good episode. stuff. We like. I know for a long time we've been doing some of these series for a while and have been really inconsistent. We're getting like super consistent. Carboys every Thursday. Touch the Skyrim and Monster Factory alternating Fridays. Uh, I'm potentially going to start a new series next week to replace the Pokemon Y Nuzlocke series um, that I'm pretty stoked about. Um, so yeah, what polygon, youtube.com slash polygon now with consistency. Now with consistency. I also, I also have a small baby series that I'm trying to nurture into a, a thing that I'm, I'm sort of in the piloting phase on right now that I'm excited to share more from. Um, it's never been a better time to get on board. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, that's what we're doing. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend about cool games. We appreciate it. Um, and until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem. Fun. Fun.